0: this ah, the French. but what reason? what is the charge eating a meal a succulent chinese meal oh, i'm here papa yippee-ki-yay mister
1: falcon first listen to the man the snoopy snoopy poop dog my wife hated me being a firefighter of course nine months later
0: Father! if you don't mind my saying i don't like your attitude one bit
1: inspired Six times I've now ruined my whiskey. Amanda am under what? I just want to do whatever serves the corporation best. Oh. Good night, Mr. Johnson. Stay tight. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Well, recording from a mostly flooded private car about halfway up a Ferris wheel at the Smogville World's Fair, this is World Champion Podcast. I am Damp Brighton. And I am Sweaty Sean. It's 104 degrees, not counting the smog factor. It sucks, but we're still here because we are two gentlemen who signed a bad contract with the Smogville World's Fair. So bad we get paid in dough, and frankly, we haven't even been paid yet. Uh, We are forced to talk about the only things we truly understand, fringe and forgotten pop culture and other mysteries of the universe. And we are going to do a mystery today. It's our most famous segment. Mysteries of the Mysterious.
0: Yeah. We're not getting written up today, is what I'm saying. Because be we're no, actually doing something. We're doing our job today. Yeah. No write-ups.
1: Yeah, no obscure and forgotten pop culture. Hey, have you ever heard of Iron Man? <laughs> <laughs> this little guy called Iron Man. Yeah, let's get mysterious then. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about extrasensory perception. I don't think we have ever done a mystery sort of along these lines. And it's not this one is not a specific mystery, it's more of a biography of a man. And um, so
0: you're talking extrasensory perception,
1: ESP, ESP as they call it. Yeah, psychic powers. Have you experienced that in any way? Have you ever had a premonition? Have you ever had your fortune told? Have you ever been to a Zoltar machine?
0: Nah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I feel like I have. I feel like I've had Some sort of, like, a feeling that I remember something. Maybe I'm having it right now.
1: Whoa. (laughs) Uh, I mean, yeah, I Well, I have
0: the opposite of of ESP, when you can think
1: you can remember
0: something from the past.
1: Where something's just always right on the tip of your tongue, but you never quite get it. Right. That's what I have. Yeah. That's uh, that's my power. Yeah, what is that? That's... uh... The worst mutant power ever. Yeah, sensory. It's very, if ESP has extra sensory perception, it's, this it's, is barely, this is passable it's, sensory it, perception. It, yeah, minimal. Sen- yeah, minimal sensory perception. MSP. Like, what, <laughs> what's the name of that guy in that movie? Oh, well, I, I definitely know what it is. <laughs> Just can't yeah. think of it right now. I have, sorry, I have MSP. <laughs> <laughs> or like, I
0: mean, you wait for them to
1: be surprised.
0: You're on a Ooh. date and
1: it's just not going well, but you're still you're thinking, "Oh boy," mm-hmm. you're in the bathroom texting your buddies, like, "I think I'm gonna get lucky tonight," and she's sitting there with her arms folded, scowling at you. Yeah, or I got I got MSP.
0: Or you get a package from Amazon and you're like, "I don't really remember ordering this.
1: Yeah. Maybe I did." Yeah, MSP. MSP. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I'm going to talk about a gentleman named Peter Herkos. He is a famed Dutch psychic. Okay. Um, I'm going to start by basically going off the biography on peterherkos.com. Okay. So that's my source. And now the nice thing about this... Sounds reputable. The nice thing about this is that when you go to this website, it automatically downloads a MIDI file of the song (laughs) Impossible Dream onto your computer. What? Yes. Are you serious? Yes. It's like doesn't just start playing. It downloaded it onto my desktop. Wow.
0: Uh, first of all, I love any website that has a MIDI that automatically plays and loops really yeah. loud and, and gives you a heart attack yeah. at one in the morning. Yeah. That happened. That's few and far between these days. No, it
1: doesn't really happen now that GeoCities isn't a thing anymore. <laughs>
0: yeah. But this, uh, it just uh, without your permission, God, that's almost like a psychic thing.
1: He it's, knew that I wanted to hear that. He
0: knew you wanted the MIDI copy of that song, and <laughs> there it is. Yeah.
1: So, uh, going off his official biography, he is considered, by experts, to have been the world's foremost psychic. Okay. So, he was born in 1911 in Holland and acquired his gift in 1941 after he fell off a ladder, hit, landed on his head, and was in a coma for three days. When he woke up, he was a psychic. Wow. Quote, with stunning accuracy, he has been able here, he was able to see into the unknown. He developed an ability to pierce the barriers that separate the past, present, and future.
0: And all you gotta do is jump <laughs> off a ladder under your head?
1: Exactly. I mean that is how Doc Brown came up with the idea for the flux capacitor.
0: That's true, actually. Yeah. You just gotta jar those ideas
1: loose, I guess. Um, he did fight in the Dutch resistance and ended up in the Buchenwald prison camp. This is post-ESP or pre? Uh, I guess this is around the same time as the ESP. Did did he see that coming? Uh, This claims he was decorated as a war hero by Queen Julianne of the Netherlands. There is a statue commemorating Herkos and seven other Dutch underground war heroes in the center square in Rotterdam.
0: Oh, so he's a legit hero. Interesting.
1: He gained worldwide acceptance as a psychic detective, working on cases involving missing planes, persons, murder victims... Some of his most illustrious cases were the Stone of Scone, (laughs) which I think is a whole episode of its own. I tried to read about it. It's some sort of magic Scottish rock that's in Westminster Abbey, and some Scottish nationalists stole it and then gave it back, and then Scotland had it.
0: This sounds like a Sherlock Holmes short story. It
1: does, yeah. It probably is. Um, The Stone of Scone, the Boston Strangler, of course.
0: He was brought in on the Boston Strangler? Brought
1: in on the Boston Strangler. Uh, I don't know what this one is. The Missing Thai Silk King, Jim Thompson. This, again,
0: sounds exactly like a Sherlock Holmes short story. Yeah.
1: The, uh, the Ann Arbor co-ed murders, which I just heard about. That's how I heard about Peter Herkos, as I was listening to... Um, a podcast about murders? About, yeah, about the Ann Arbor co-ed murders. Sounds horrifying. Yeah. And, uh, and believe it or not, the Sharon Tate murders.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, he was brought to the States in 1956 by Andrija Pujaric, MD, to be tested at a medical research laboratory. For two and a half years, he was tested under tightly controlled conditions. Two and a half years? Yes, and the results convicted Dr. Puharich that his psychic abilities were far greater than any he had ever tested before or thereafter. (laughs) His forte was psychometry, the ability to see past, present, future associations by touching objects. Oh, wow. (laughs) Have you ever seen the movie Vibes? I I don't know. What is it? There... You know how like movies come out in pairs. Like there's Deep Impact and Armageddon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Vibes was Jeff Goldblum and Cindy Lauper as psychics. Oh, I have. And seen And it them. came out yeah. around the same time as Second Sight, which was John Larroquette and Bronson Pinchot. Okay, yeah,
0: I've seen. I've yeah. seen the Jeff Goldblum one.
1: Yeah, but I think there's uh, there's a lot of that in there, the touching things and.
0: So what were, th- <laughs> so the this. Expert is doctor in quotes, Doctor Puhari or whatever it was, um, because what it because yeah. <laughs> she's saying that that without a doubt, not only is he psychic, but they're more powerful than they could have even imagined.
1: Yeah, like you're not just a psychic; you're the best psychic.
0: This is like Donald Trump's doctor saying yeah. how healthy he is. He's the yeah. most healthy man that's ever gone to the, <laughs> yeah. to the White House. Yeah, <laughs> you're the you're the most psychic psychic I've ever seen. This is like in my favorite stuff in commercials is when they do tests that make, that have no explanation. My yeah. fa- one of my favorite ones is where you, there's two different types of deodorant. There's the brand name deodorant. Yeah. Then there's the like, like uh, what the other deodorant yeah. and they wipe them down a piece of paper and one side turns blue and the other side doesn't. <laughs> yeah. And that's like proof. <laughs> yeah. That's proof of what?
1: It's good enough for us. That it
0: turns p- this paper blue. Yeah. But apparently that's like, aha, yeah. the active ingredient.
1: Well, it's just like, and then us idiots watching it eat it all up. I, I
0: do. Yeah. Half the time I'm like, oh, wow, that, that works way better than the other one.
1: Like there's a scene in Mad Men, in, in literally the first episode of Mad Men, uh, the report had just come out saying that cigarettes might be dangerous, mm-hmm. and they have the Lucky Strike account, and they're saying, well, okay, from now on, the Lucky Strike slogan is going to be it's toasted. And the, <laughs> and the tobacco guys say, every tobacco is toasted. <laughs> and he says, no, every other tobacco causes cancer. Lucky Strike is toasted. The, yeah. There you go. Just like like uh, Budweiser's Beechwood Aged. Right. And you hear that, and you're like, oh, man, I want some of that Beechwood yeah. Aged stuff. No idea what that means. I
0: don't either, actually, now that yeah. you say that. Yeah. I'm just nodding over here. Choice hops. They use choice hops. Choice.
1: They, so anyway. Meaning
0: they chose them. Yes. Did yeah. they chose to use hops instead of like, <laughs> like what sawdust or something? You were the chosen hops. <laughs> you were supposed to be the chosen hops.
1: <laughs> but in my mind, loggers are evil. <laughs> from my point of view. <laughs> from my point of view, light beers are evil. I have the high keg. Um, I just want you to keep in mind this is from his uh, official website. Of course, again. (laughs) Uh, Quote, I see pictures in my mind like a television screen. When I touch something, I can tell what I see. Uh, He made numerous television and radio appearances, uh, wowed international audiences with his uh, amazing psychic demonstrations, 15 primetime specials on channels such as TV Tokyo and (laughs) Net TV. (laughs) who's even on Trust TV in the oh, Netherlands, wow. Okay. appeared in several major motion pictures as himself, such as The Amazing World of Psychic Phenomena, <laughs> Mysterious Monsters, movies? and Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep, highlighted his abilities. No, no. 20th Century Fox highlighted his abilities in the motion picture of The Boston Strangler, which starred Tony Curtis, Henry Fonda, and George Kennedy. Oh, wow. I don't know who played him. Or if anyone did,
0: yeah, they might have just referenced it and been like, "People are psychic, yeah, sometimes."
1: I mean, it, it's funny that uh, that it does happen. They do bring in psychics.
0: I know it always kind of it kind of disturbs me and depresses me. Yeah, because I feel like that's that's they're just focusing on part of the. And I don't want to. I don't want to say there's no such thing as ESP. I don't know. You can't. You can't prove a, whatever they call it. You can't prove a negative. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like when they talk about, uh, like well, I mean, all this money is going for for like the NSA, but but then they say like, but well, we haven't had a terrorist attack or whatever. So you like, oh, can't, yeah. so you can't prove that that maybe that did help, or you yeah. don't know, you know.
1: Like you can't prove that this rock doesn't keep away tigers.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. You're like, I've never been attacked by a tiger ever since I've had this rock in my yard. Yeah. So so I'm not saying that, but at the same time, I feel like the police could focus on maybe clues. Well, or it's always, yeah,
1: it's always such a desperation move, too, where it's like day 68, still no clues in the yeah. missing heiress. So they brought in a psychic. Because the cops have just got to be like, ah, shit, I don't know. Bring in the psychic.
0: I guess if it's a last case resort, I'm fine with it. If yeah. you're trying everything, I'm OK with it. But if it's early in the investigation, I'm thinking maybe brush those potato chips off and kind of go out and hit the streets. Maybe canvas the area again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that I'm just telling police how to do their job. Come on, burn some some leather. An idiot up in a a Ferris wheel. Why don't don't you guys that do really important jobs work harder?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Instead of getting psychics? I don't know. I don't think you're that off base. (laughs) I guess that's true. Who knows? Yeah. I guess it can't hurt. Can't hurt. Um, Top draw headliner in nightclubs on the concert stage. Uh, he believed there were a lot of charlatans out there. So, you know, it's nice of the psychic to warn you about con men that might be out there in the world. <laughs> if you ever go Get rid to of a, that competition. <laughs> yeah. He says if you ever go to a psychic, don't ask any questions or give any clues. If they are psychic, they should be able to tell what the problem is.
0: So what what were his actual credentials? Like he must have actually done some psychic stuff to be called by the police for the Boston Strangler and all this. Like what did he actually any like he must you have know, had I, some I, kind of credentials? I don't know how he besides a certificate think, from some school.
1: Yeah, I think just the certificate from the research laboratory of world's best psychic. That's I'm, all it takes. But how he got there? Well, maybe when we jump over to the Wikipedia, maybe we'll okay, get to that. Okay, I'm um, jumping ahead. Yeah, uh, he died in 1988. Okay. Um, he predicted he would die in 1961, so that was <laughs> that's one that's one blemish on his record. But you know, the, this this doctor said he had ninety percent accuracy. Wow, ninety so, percent. Yeah, so that's that's only fair. Um, I found an article from November twenty second, nineteen sixty nine. Uh, Tate murder case to break soon colon seer <laughs> clairvoyant Peter Herkos said Wednesday the Grizzly Sharon Tate murder case will be broken soon and that three persons police are seeking may be trapped by evidence he first envisioned during a harrowing psychic surge at the scene of the crime. Wow. This is I, I
0: did not know this happened for the Sharon Tate murders. So they yeah. had a guy walking around with his eyes shut, going
1: like, there was a lot of pain. There was pain in this room. I feel a lot of anger. In the house. Yeah, exactly that. Holy shit. Um, Herkos, on a USO tour of military hospitals in Japan, the Philippines, and Guam, <laughs> he was called off the case. He said, I wanted to get away from the Tate case. I had to get away. That's why I came over to see the boys. <laughs>
0: There were too many too many results they were demanding.
1: Um, so he was called by his attorney and told that hairstylist Jay Sebring was dead. Quote, all I remembered about Sebring was that he had once given me a $25 haircut and charged me 50 50. <laughs> $50? Wow. I thought Sebring was like, well, I guess he was a star, the psychic, but that's yeah, a lot of money in 1969. And it money. really is. But bro. also it seems weird when you're trying to solve a guy's brutal murder that you're saying he overcharged have haircuts. That you have a vendetta against him? Yeah.
0: Well, the murder victim, I didn't like personally. He, I, he owed me money. He's, he's, got a, he's got a motive, actually, yeah. more than a psychic <laughs> ability. Yeah. He's, yeah. He should be a suspect.
1: So he, so he went to the house, um, asked the police to lock him up in the house alone. He used his psych, psychometrics, touched objects to resurrect events, went from room to room, touching everything, the couch, the bed, sat on the floor of the living room for 20 minutes to get a men- mental picture, um, he says the house was littered with dead leaves, bloody underpants, numerous other objects.
0: So this was like crime, act, like active crime scene yeah. style.
1: Yeah, and uh, so he, he sat on the ground to get a mental picture of what happened, and it appeared, and it was pretty obvious <laughs> that there had been an Egyptian-style <laughs> orgy.
0: <laughs> what? It, what?
1: So here's what Herkos envisioned. It was a bizarre quiz game <laughs> in which contestants were asked the last time they had sexual relations. <laughs> The person admitting to the longest lapse was hung from an overhead beam and beaten. Someone on a bad LSD trip saw a vision of the devil and went berserk, firing shots to begin an orgiastic murder that ended with knives. Well, the LSD thing is true. The victims were in a drugged stupor and could not resist. I don't know about the
0: victims, but definitely the murderers all took LSD every day. The Manson family. Yeah,
1: no, they did. So
0: that's a little eerie. That part's right.
1: In fact, old Charlie did the Vin Diesel thing of pretending to do a shot. Because Charles, oh, he would really. They'd gather around and he'd distribute their daily LSD, and he wouldn't take it.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, so
1: so that he could convince them he was Jesus. Holy while cow! While they were all tripping,
0: so he threw the little the little square of sugar over his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then made it like just a open bitter. his
1: open his mouth like Mr. Mouth, the old board game. <laughs> <laughs> and then just threw it, and then he went, "Whoa, man, Whoa.
0: that's hitting the spot, the drug spot."
1: I'm all high on drugs now, Jack.
0: So. But you, you know what the the Egyptian style cult murdery thing like the Manson family kind of did that stuff too.
1: Yeah, that's true, but yeah, I think he's doing a lot of victim blaming here, but He uh, is. Well, yeah. I mean,
0: well, not the victims themselves didn't do that. The Manson But family yeah, but in. the
1: Manson family, yeah, they weren't uh, they weren't exactly uh normal. <laughs>
0: So he, but he said the victims were having the orgy, and it went haywire. And basically, the, yeah,
1: that they were all having a party together, and that the criminals were part of that that group. I
0: think Egyptian lore got really big in the '60s. Like yeah. pyramid power was a huge thing in the '70s. Oh, all yeah. kinds of weird oh, pyramid power.
1: So uh, that's gonna be something to look into. I have that book. Oh yeah,
0: my dad was into pyramid power.
1: Oh good. Like
0: yeah, I, I was gonna tell some personal stuff about my childhood, but maybe I'll save that for Pyramid. Power. Save it
1: for the Pyramid Power episode. You'll 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 take the lead on that one. <laughs> okay. Um. So he yeah he said he turned the evidence over to the police. He didn't want to turn it over at first because he was af- afraid of the killers, but uh, he wants to get them to court. Um. He, you know they asked <laughs> like well, what, well, how what would they even of... know who he was? He yeah.
0: psychically envisioned this stuff. That would yeah. be, like, be like me just calling the police and telling them, telling them who the criminals were for something. They wouldn't know how the hell. Criminals would be baffled. Yeah. Charles Manson, like, he's going to figure anything out.
1: So, uh, yeah, here's and this article goes on. Um, he was painting his rooftop when he fell off a 43-foot ladder. 43 feet? 43 feet and landed on his head.
0: I was picturing, like, an 8-foot ladder.
1: No, 43-foot ladder. And then here was his first thing. So he woke up in the hospital and he turned to the guy next to him and said you're a bad man you sold your father's gold watch you worked in a bank and robbed your employer the frightened patient threw on his clothes and ran out (laughs) (laughs) so that's how he first learned he was a psychic wow um
0: so he he didn't have to touch things he also just i guess
1: i guess not he he could do like
0: any kind of psychic stuff
1: uh someone a patient leaving stopped and shook his hand and then he had a vision of that guy being killed, and it turns out that guy was a British agent who was shot trying to flee the Gestapo. You couldn't
0: give him a heads up, huh?
1: Yeah. Just, yeah. Well, he didn't know. You know, it's like in X-Men. Oh, yeah, when they, oh, get yeah. When they fir-
0: first get their powers, like when Rogue's making out that guy, and he, like, passes out. Yeah, I get you. Uh,
1: in the last paragraph of this, Hercos traveling with his show business partner and wife, Stephanie Courtney, recently appeared on a Los Angeles television show with a commentator noted for ripping his guests apart. Probably Johnny Carson. Okay. That's what he was known for. Was he? No.
0: No. Who was it? There, there was someone that hated psychics, that would always try to disprove psychics.
1: Yeah, that's, that, that's going to be part three of this episode. Oh, okay, good. Um, he recalled Herkos had once been divorced on grounds of mental cruelty and asked him if he had ever beaten his wife. No, replied Herkos, but you did last week in the kitchen. The flabbergasted commentator let it drop. Herkos. Said.
0: <laughs> why, was, why was the commentator in Herkos' kitchen beating his wife? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his wife just told him, that's not psychic. Yeah. He's like, you know that guy?
1: Yeah, is, Dick Cavett uh, came by. Yeah.
0: And... You know that talk show host guy? He came in and beat the shit out of me in the kitchen. What
1: the fuck? I hope when you're on a show, you're not... Uh... Please bring that up. Yeah.
0: That was on air too, so you can we can actually see footage. It's probably lost because they didn't yeah. keep any back. And then every they re-recorded everything. Yeah,
1: like, they probably taped over it. Yeah, with.
0: taped over it, which is sad because I would like to see a show that gets real uncomfortable yeah. where, where the guest tells the audience that the host beats his wife and the host is just what he's what do he say he ran away or something. That's
1: like one of those classic stories. They say the host went silent, and let it drop. That's just like that happened. All those that happened stories on Reddit. Like, yep. Do you know how fast you're going? Well, I don't know, officer. Uh, Maybe if you didn't have donut stains on your shirt, you could tell me. <laughs> and then the officer said, Have a good day, sir, and walked away. Right. And everyone applauded. And everyone applauded. You could hear a pin drop. Uh, and everyone <laughs> applauded. I love those stories when they're always about asshole college professors. And then <laughs> yeah. they, they get punched by Marines or something. Yeah,
0: or the or the, the dumb student like knows something, the professor it just
1: It's some like kid logic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then it just like tears apart all his schooling in yeah. one blow.
1: Yeah. That's yeah, good stuff. Yeah. So uh now Make, let's, it makes
0: dumb people feel
1: empowered. <laughs> a story like that. Yeah,
0: it does. <laughs> Is all it does.
1: So um okay, so let's let's tackle uh like Wikipedia here. All right. To get more facts. Well anything on Wikipedia can be changed. Um it probably rival psychics are changing his Wikipedia page to discredit him. Right. Yeah. Um so he was on a 1960 episode of the television series called One Step Beyond. Oh, nice. Um, after giving a lecture to MIT to a scientific panel, he said he would participate with any scientific experiment under any circumstances. So James Randi, I think, is who you're thinking yes. of. The amazing Randi. Yes, magician, yes, the amazing Randi. Who basically devoted his whole life to just disproving mm-hmm. psychics. Um, well, he's still alive, actually. He has, has devoted his whole life to yes. disproving psychics. And not out of uh, being a fun hater, but he just thinks they're con artists and they're using people's grief and, mm-hmm. and whatever to, and he, and you, he, to like, gain money. And
0: He does the pen & Teller thing where he shows how magic tricks are done. Like he'll show how the sp- spoons are being bent and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and then he'll give a million dollars to anyone who can demonstrate evidence of the paranormal. That's right. Um, so James Randi jumps in and says that even though he made this claim that he'll be tested by anyone... He refused to allow his skill to be tested by scientists, except for one session with parapsychologist Charles Tart.
0: <laughs> Again,
1: doctor in quotes. Yeah, so doctor in quote Charles Tart, <laughs> but even those tests ended up negative. <laughs> so even a guy who is a parapsychologist, um, was like, so so Randy said, if Tart, if even Tart can't find such powers, they certainly aren't there.
0: So this is just the opening sequence of Ghostbusters?
1: Yes, exactly. With the,
0: with the, the blonde girl just saying <laughs> yeah. stuff? and
1: You know, I'm getting awfully tired of this. <laughs> so, they, uh, so that doctor that tested him for two and a half years and said he was the greatest psychic um, also is a parapsychologist. Okay. Um, studied at the lab uh, in, in what the doctor said were controlled conditions. He, he truly believed that they were... Um, Genuine, but the experiments were never repeated by any other scientists. Okay, um, not a single recognized psychic investigator has ever been impressed with Herkosa's performance. Um, I mentioned all those television shows he's been on and, and all these uh, stage appearances. So his big thing was doing cold readings. Okay, <gasps> which you see on what, what's that guy that ha- the most recent psychic guy? Oh, I know. That would talk to their dead. Yeah. The, uh, those, Re- reach into your msp and remember his name
0: and my msp's barely working but i, I know you're talking about I, th- those guys are kind of scumbags because they're just playing on people's desperation and sadness and stuff yeah you know
1: yeah the show was it was called crossing over yeah whatever his name was oh, what, what was it
0: i know you're talking about i yeah. can see his 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 swarmy face
1: but those cold reading record uh things it's it's like you look stares from in the eyes and you go i see a room mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah. You don't want to be in that room, and they're like, "Oh my god, yeah." I, there, there was a room I didn't want to be in. Mm-hmm. It was a, a classroom. Uh huh. Exactly. I knew that.
0: I, I see a, I see a, a, a man, a, a father, a brother, of a, uh, an uncle, it's someone
1: related to you. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. So here's here's an actual transcript of one of his reading methods. <laughs> Herkos, I see an operation. Subject, no response. Herkos, <laughs> Long time ago. Subject, no, we've been very lucky. <laughs> Herkos, somewhat angrily. Think! When you were a little girl, I see worried patients and doctors scurrying about. Subject, no response. Herkos, confidently. Long time ago. Subject, uh, maybe, I am not sure. Aha! Yeah. So James Randy analyzed transcripts of all his, his things, and uh, these classic, like, con cold reading technique. So it will say something that seems personal but is like really common. So he'll yeah. say a surgery or an operation. Right. And the reason that works is because usually people don't go blabbing all over town about their surgery or operation. Right. Well, and I guess they do now because there's Facebook. Right. <laughs> but like, you know, in the 70s or 60s, uh-huh. you can, you know, you go have surgery and you don't really want to tell people and... Right. But it's really common for that to happen. So he's going to say a, a Since surgery. Since we or, are
0: mortal creatures. Yes. And we all need surgery once in a while. Yeah.
1: So he's going to say, like, you had a surgery or an operation or you've had a medical scare, which everyone has had. And they're like, oh, my gosh, I have. Um, and then if that failed, he'd always qualify it by saying long time ago. <laughs> and so now, now, we're, now we're going down a path where the surgery isn't just for the person. It could have been a family member or a friend. Anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and then Randy's saying that the tone is so important to these psychics because you just act really confident. Right. And then try to act confident knowing. A, a
0: confidence man, if you will. <laughs> yes,
1: as it were, a confidence <laughs> man. And then you act like the subject that you're talking to is b- the one being a, like, obstinate. Like, hey, come on.
0: Yeah. Oh, come
1: on. Okay. Um, so it's human psychology right there. Uh, other common techniques included guessing number of people in families, which is easy enough if one picks a typical number and then allows them to add frequent visitors <laughs> or exclude family members who have moved away from home. So
0: if you were doing the home improvement family, you could, you could count Wilson yeah. as, as part of the number of
1: the family because he's nearby. You could count Wilson or Al. Or, or
0: Buddy and Charles in Charge coming
1: over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's part of the family. Or if you're doing the Happy Days family and you say there's, there's two of you and they say, no, there's three, our older brother Chuck. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, but Chuck moved away. Ah, he did move away, because people move away once they grow up. Yeah. So if he says, like, if he's looking at me and says, you have one brother, I say, no, I have two brothers. And he's like, but one of them still lives at home. Yeah. Like, oh, you're right. They yeah. also use the a death. You've had a loss. You've
0: had a great loss. Yeah. You're like, well,
1: everybody's had a, a great loss. Some kind of loss. Since cou-
0: everybody dies. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, guess or even, like, I guess that families- could even be, like, divorce and stuff, or... A loss of any kind. Um, Another technique is to include nonsense words and then let the subject interpret what they mean.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: And then um, he would guess on the importance of common names, which could be permutated as needed. The name he used most often was Anne. Uh-huh. Which gave, would give him ac- give him success with anybody who has a relative, friend, teacher, boss, or coworker named Anne, Anna, Anastasia, etc. At any time in their life, because <laughs> we, we know someone named Anne, so That's if he, right. looks at us and he goes, "I'm picturing Anne." I'm going to be like, "Anne, oh, is Anne okay? I know an Anne. Yeah, I know an Anne, Anne, an Anna, and a Marianne.
0: I do too. Not the Marianne, but I know an Anne, Anna. I don't know. I'm sure I know lots of other Anns too. Yeah.
1: I think I know two Annas. Holy so cow! He says that and it's like whoa, and then he's like, "I see a room," and it's like, "Yeah, me and Anna had art class together." Is
0: our art teacher okay? And that's that's part of it is you're waiting for them to give you stuff too. Yeah, just be like,
1: quiet until they give you something.
0: I did go to school with an Ann. Uh, school, a uh, school. I see a, uh, I see paperwork. I see. <laughs> yeah. God, maybe I should be a
1: psychic. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I see paperwork. <laughs> So that could be someone doing their taxes. It yeah. could be someone applying for jobs. It could be someone going to grad school.
0: Or just has a boring office job. Yeah.
1: Like, I, yeah, paperwork. I see you, ha- you're, you're, you have stress
0: related to your your job. Is it like yeah. some sort of stressful situation?
1: Yeah, unless he's talking to Xander Cage, everyone's going to answer yes. Right. Xander <laughs> Cage is going to go, I'm too blessed to be stressed, but burner. <laughs> live with <for> this shit. <laughs> He lives to be stressed. So, as you recall, his official biography said that um, he solved the Stone of Scone case. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, officially he solved... Uh, that
0: sounds like a Scooby-Doo case, yeah, actually.
1: he solved 27 murder cases in 17 countries. Um, Is that true, though? Uh, so, here's what Home Secretary Chuter Ede declared about the Stone of Scone case. Okay. Uh, the gentleman in question, whose activities have been publicized, though not by the police was among a number of persons authorized to come to Westminster Abbey to examine the scene of the crime. He was not invited by the police, his expenses have not been refunded by the government, and he did not obtain any result whatsoever.
0: <laughs> another, another kind of black mark on his otherwise perfect psychic career. Yeah.
1: Um, he also said Hitler was alive in Argentina. He said that... He might um, be. Yeah, see, that I'm, that I'm into. Um, he said that an innocent suspect was the Boston Strangler, and he still insists that they got the wrong guy because they did arrest Boston Strangler uh, DeSalvo,
0: and they're saying that guy was in, is innocent. He, he's,
1: he's saying DeSalvo, who was arrested, was innocent. Um, he was put on trial for charges of impersonating a federal agent, find guilty, f- and found guilty and fined a thousand dollars. Um, he would often pose as a police officer in order to gather information that could later claim to be psychic revelations.
0: That's, that's, we talk about our biggest fears on this show. One of my biggest fears is someone pretending to be a police officer. Oh, yeah. That is a police officer. Every time I'm pulled over, I'm always like, is this actually a police officer? Yeah.
1: Or, just, uh, or it, just or is it Zodiac?
0: Well, yeah, because there are so many serial killers yeah. get, get fake badges and stuff. Yeah. And you'll, you'll read these horrifying things where they murder someone dressed as a police officer. And then
1: handcuffs. They have like dollar yeah. store handcuffs that they use. Um, he claimed to have been the one to identify Charles Manson to police, but Manson was, in fact, identified by Susan Atkins <laughs> to a cellmate when she was in jail for a different crime. <laughs> um, another, uh, he had, in fact, been to the Tate reference to do a reading, but his guesses included descriptions of how the killings erupted during a black magic ritual known as Guna Guna.
0: <laughs> uh, black magic was a big thing, too, back in the twenty-five, oh, thirty yeah. 25, 30 years ago.
1: That would scare... People straight. Um, the, so when I first heard about him, the uh, Ann Arbor murders, uh, it was a murderer named John Norman Collins. So he came in on that, and he sometimes claimed the killer was blonde, other times said he was brown-haired, said the killer might have been born <laughs> in another country, but he might be American. Um, God, I could be this good of a psychic. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> he might be American or born in another country. Yeah. So literally every person on earth.
1: Yeah, and, and that he would... Uh, he would ha- yeah. A lot
0: of orgies and black magic and Egyptian cults going on in these crime scenes.
1: He, he prophesies that he would die on November 17th, 1961, but he passed away in California. I mean, that's fine. To be, you can be wrong about that one.
0: He's probably happy to be wrong. Yeah.
1: I mean, I guess in conclusion, uh, Arthur, uh, authors Arthur Lyons and Marcelo Truzzi, PhD, founder of the International Remote Viewing Association, remote viewing, that thing from Ghostbusters. <laughs> That they were doing Um, in the 1991 book, "The The Blue Sense: Psychic Detectives and Crime," they wrote uh, that everything Herco said was pure bunk. Interesting. So we've we've been pretty skeptical about this guy.
0: Yeah, but I do want to say, if anyone listening has had a true psychic experience, or if you have ESP or MSP, let let us know. Absolutely,
1: please let us know. We will we'll give you a
0: million dollars to prove us wrong, to prove us right. Yeah.
1: WorldChampionPodcast at gmail.com. And those claims will not hold up in court. We will yeah. not give anyone a million dollars.
0: I am curious, and what I kind I, I was winking, yeah. and I, I had my fingers crossed, so it, yeah. that, that doesn't count. And it's opposite day. It's opposite day yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, they owe us a million dollars if they're psychic. You know and if what? they're psychic, they should see that coming. Yeah, to, to exactly. be honest. <laughs> Frankly, so yeah. start saving your nickels and dimes.
1: Well, here's my theory on ESP. ESP ESPN. Yeah, I was gonna say ESPN, and I hit the brakes, but then I sounded stupid.
0: <laughs> I almost said right M-
1: ESPN. <laughs> I almost said MSRP for yeah. MSP. <laughs> MSRP. Um, you know, it, Sherlock in the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock, how it, time slows down, and he's making all these minute observations. Yes. Um, so maybe there is such a thing as sort of psychic powers, and sort of being able to meet a stranger and tell them about themselves, and either they have these amazing perception like Sherlock or maybe there is just something subconscious well or
0: or the perceptions could be subconsciously read you could that's what be, I'm saying yeah you could yeah. be picking up on all these things subconsciously maybe you're
1: not literally looking at someone's shoes and being like oh that one's tied in a double knot but there's mud on that one but maybe there are people who somehow do have this ability to subconsciously take in this information and churn it back out
0: I think everyone has that because yeah. without a doubt, there's such a thing as g- having a gut feeling about something. Yeah. Sometimes you will have a feeling that something's wrong yeah. and you don't know why and you're right. You know? Yeah.
1: And it, it's not, and I don't know, maybe what's the difference between that and like the magic version of psychic powers? That kind
0: of doesn't matter. Yeah. But I, I, I mean? do
1: think it's definitely possible to take that in. And, and something I heard on NPR years ago was saying, how come when you're in traffic, personalized license plates jump out to you?
0: Because you're sc- uh, apparently so, scanning so the theory, all the time anyway. Yeah,
1: the theory is that you're subconsciously scanning every license plate you see, and then you see a word that's recognizable, and then you notice it like consciously. Because mm-hmm. because I'm not sitting there looking at license plates, but I'll just be like, oh, there's a green car. Well, there's it's K Dog.
0: Well, it's a survival mechanism that also makes is also causes lots of problems because you're always scanning everything all the time yeah. and your brain's making connections.
1: And then you see a pattern that you're, and it's also conscious and you see a pattern that you recognize and it becomes conscious.
0: Right. And that's what causes yeah. people to have kind of think things are, will have kind of meaning. Like you'll, you'll think you've had like, it's like we've talked about with the, uh, what's that? The, the Bader Meinhof. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, we talk, we talk about smash mouth and then for the next week, suddenly you see the word Smash Mouth. You hear a Smash Mouth song. And suddenly it suddenly starts coming like crazy. Yeah, yeah. And it feels weird. It feels psychic or something.
1: And then I think that's also why so-called crazy people, who are probably suffering from schizophrenia, mm-hmm. they do that because suddenly they start seeing connections that aren't even there because their brain is working too hard. Mm-hmm. And then that's when they think their neighbors are stealing their essence by tapping a screwdriver on the sidewalk every day or something like that
0: well i i definitely am a little on the paranoid side and yeah. i and i think it's because my i do that i, I hyper vigilantly like
1: like make connections make connections yeah
0: because I, I i'm not very superstitious but the, there's times where i'm like this is weird yeah i am seeing the same thing over and over and over the same number the same yeah. like it's and it, it does feel very eerie yeah
1: well, and even like in, in interpersonal relationships, it'll be like, Oh shit, my boss is about to fire me mm-hmm. because uh they the, last night they walked out and didn't say goodnight. Right. And then uh, today they didn't ask me how my coffee was, and now they're they're wearing sunglasses and we'll just think, like think, oh, and then all sorts of connections that literally have nothing to do with you or anything.
0: Well just think about the term twenty twenty as hindsight. So let's No, say, it's the other way around. No, it's what?
1: That's weird that you gotta Phrase about looking backwards, backwards. It's hindsight is twenty twenty, not twenty twenty is hindsight. Does that That's even matter? You... Yeah.
0: Isn't that a semantics thing? Does that really matter? No, because
1: hindsight is hindsight is twenty twenty, meaning your vision. Oh, you're back right. Is perfect. You twenty twenty is? Hindsight doesn't make any sense. I've at been all. saying
0: it wrong my entire life. I just realized. <laughs> well? so right now hindsight is twenty twenty. I've been saying that wrong <laughs> yeah. literally my entire life. Exactly. But you know what I meant anyway. Yeah, yeah totally. My point being, regardless of how dumb I say it, is that think about when something happens, and then you think back to uh, let's say that some like someone betrays you or something, oh,
1: you're talking about the end of usual suspects then. that's that's what I was getting to yeah that's literally
0: what I was getting to, yeah, so you get to the end of usual suspects, and it's every you think back to every scene in the movie where it was clear as clear as day the yeah. whole time, yeah. but you just didn't notice yeah. until this one event put everything in perspective, yeah and so that's that that's 2020 is hindsight, man.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> can't believe I've been saying that wrong. Yeah.
0: I'm really upset.
1: But I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, to, to a degree, I, I believe that there is some level of this kind of thing. I don't think it's magic, but I think probably people can be a little more perceptive than other people mm-hmm. at either consciously or subconsciously reading these little ticks, like Sherlock and, or whatever.
0: But then, like you said, it doesn't kind of, it kind of doesn't matter yeah. if, if you have the same result, because, yeah. It's like, have uh, you, you read any kind of Grant Morrison's writing about how mag- magic is real, but but for him, ma- like, imagination is magic? And so, like, these worlds that are created, oh, yeah. like, like, like any kind of book, when you read a book, that world exists in your mind, and it sort of exists anyways. It's sort yeah. of, it's kind of is magic, you know? Yeah. Like we all know who Han Solo is, but there's no there's no goddamn space smuggler
1: that's, right. that's yeah. flying around. But yeah. everyone
0: feels like that's that's something, and that's sort of magic, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. And so it's the same sort of thing. If if our brains are making these subconscious connections that feel psychic yeah. and actually help you, help you know there's danger, yeah, help you like fight or flight type thing, that's actually awesome. That's psychic.
1: I've always thought reading is magic. How can you look I mean, think about reading. You're looking at Different angled lines Mm -hmm. on a piece of paper in black and white. And somehow, when you look at enough of those in the right order, a movie happens inside your brain. It's, um, and you can remember. Only
0: you can see. And you can remember it. Yeah. You
1: can think back. And it sometimes makes you sad or happy or laugh.
0: Yeah. You've cried reading a book. Think about how insane that is.
1: Yeah. That a a series of symbols in the right order make you cry make you cry and then you'll have a memory of it just like a real life memory it's crazy well, it,
0: man it, it, well, yeah that's gosh yeah that is magic yeah <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> all right uh world podcast at gmail.com i do want to hear about any psychic experiences you've had whether you've gone to a psychic or had a gypsy approach you on the street and curse yeah. you or whatever um write us in, and then while we're at it let's leave us a review in itunes And like us on, and well, really, I don't care what you do on social media, but just tell your friends to listen to us. That's the really important thing. Right. And that's it. Good night. Good night.